Radical Life. Radical Life. Today what we are going to do is something we've never done before. We're going to go down a road that you just wanted to have us expound upon. Right. We went on an adventure. We did a day trip to Iowa. We're in southern Minnesota. We are six miles from Iowa, so it was quite the day trip. It could have just been a 15-minute trip. We did more than 15 minutes. Well, Rick is, you might not know this about him, but he's quite the planner. And he had it all planned out. A lot of it went just as planned. It and sure then did. some things were unexpected. Right. You always have the unexpected. Expect the unexpected, as they say. So we left mid-morning, headed out in our little yellow VW bug. Bug beetle. And we headed down the road. And we're just talking away, doing different things. And all of a sudden, whoosh. Wow. There it goes. Robin says, What? I said, you didn't see that? The headlight just blew off the uh, the chassis of the VW, and it just rolled over the hood and off my left shoulder and out into the median of the highway. And it had been taped in because it had come out before. Right. And he taped it so it looked like a little eyelash. Mm-hmm. But Eyelashes. I guess the key- tape didn't hold on the freeway. Well, you know, not used to going 70 miles per hour down a freeway for... About two and a half hours. So we immediately... We were almost to our destination. So, yeah. you know, I, I was close, but I really should have duct taped it, not used electrical tape. Right. Duct tape would have done done the job. And it was a temporary fix was what it was. And, and it was working well until it didn't. Because of the traffic and the time of day and what we were wanting to get done, I thought we'll pick it up on our way Back. back, yes, and so and there wasn't an easy way to like get off right away and come back and look for it. So we looked at our mile markers, made an estimation of where it came off based on when we started looking at the mile markers, and we mm-hmm. we figured it out and we headed down the road. And Rick was just so excited. I was pretty excited because about five months ago, Robin and I were out on a motorcycle ride one day down in Merritt Island, Florida, where we lived. We curbed on a motorcycle ride, and I don't curb often. I don't pick up things along the road. I don't curb often oh. on my motorcycle. Oh, on your motorcycle. I don't no. curb often. I do once in a while, but not often enough to where it'd be like, oh, let's go out curbing. So, yeah, let's hop on the motorcycle. But one day we were riding around the island down there in Florida, and as we're going down Courtney Parkway, off of the corner of my eye, I saw a guitar. Didn't say it out loud, but to myself, I went, oh, my. But I thought, you know what, it's Sunday afternoon, we're out on a nice bike ride, we're not curbing, but I got about a quarter mile down the road and I, it was just curiosity was killing me. I said, we got to turn around. <laughs> we have got to take a look at the guitar that we both saw. Yes. So we made the turnaround, and as I made the turnaround and started heading back towards it, I said out loud to Robin, this would be unbelievable if it was a, and I said the name of the guitar, I said the brand name, mm-hmm. and I even said the model. Yes. The, I said it, and thinking, this is swinging at the fence. This is going for a grand slam. This is crazy. It's probably a Sears guitar that has seen its day, mm-hmm. and it was kicked to the curb. And it was in front of a nice house. Sure. And there was a lot of boxes around mm-hmm. around it too and you could tell that it had no strings all of the what do you call the turn things yeah the tuners the tuners they were gone it was tuners are gone stripped. strings were gone that was all that was missing from the guitar i mean the bone what they you know where the strings run up over it on the bridge mm-hmm. was missing but those are all things that super easy fixes but anyway turned around we went back i pulled over i looked and i could not believe my eyes 
but I am looking at a Martin guitar. That which means nothing to me. Just for those listening that are into guitars, <laughs> you know, and it was the Martin D28. And I thought to myself, oh my. And of course, what's wrong with it? Well, what's obviously wrong with it, it needs some tuners and some strings and a bone. We stopped there, and there was a lady walking from the mailbox where all the stuff was. And she just raises her hand up and said, take it all. You can have it. Here we are. And there were a lot of boxes there. Yeah. And what the all is, well, to this day, we... We, we now regret we didn't look in we, the we, boxes. We wonder if maybe we shouldn't have taken some time to look through the boxes. <laughs> Come but back we with didn't. the pickup truck. I was pretty overwhelmed with the fact that I was picking up off the curb a Martin D28. So I carried it on the back. On the back is my rider, passenger. She held on to the guitar. Almost a scene from like the Flying Nun. Uh, you know, <laughs> where she flies through the air with a guitar. That's kind of... That's the comedy part of the ride. Yes. So you hold on to the guitar all the way back to our house. And we get back to the house. I do a little bit of checking. I, I call a couple couple buddies who are into guitars. The next day, I took the guitar to a local guitar shop. Mm-hmm. They verified that, yes, it was a true Martin D28. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a knockoff. It wasn't a copy. They approximated the age of it. They said, this is worth uh, giving to a luthier. Which, by the way, for those who don't know, a luthier is the name of a person who works on guitars. He's a person who is a professional. You want a good luthier to work on a good guitar to bring it back. And so they said it's worth it. And I said, okay, well, I will be doing that. I made it to a luthier in Des Moines, Iowa. A uh, business called The Luthier. Mm-hmm. If you ever need a good luthier and you're and in the Iowa that's where we area. were heading. So the guitar is at The Luthier. has been there for a couple months. Dropped off there by a friend. And I was going to pick it up because it was ready. And I just wanted to mention that we're using the GPS, and I look around, and I notice across the street from the other is this AMC logo. And I thought to myself, oh, yeah, it's COVID. I was just thinking to myself, oh, right. they haven't shown a movie for a while. Right. It just crossed my mind. Right, just, just happened to question. There's a, a theater, yeah. AMC theater, across the street from the Luther. Right, so then we go in and get the pick guitar. Pick up the guitar. Oh, my gosh, Rick. I just mm-hmm. had no idea how excited it was. When he first stroked it, I thought he was going to cry. Stroke may not be the word for it, but I, uh, when I strummed it, strummed when it, I sorry. strummed the guitar, yeah. I, I, looked at, I looked at Robin as it was ringing out its first resonance of sound. I looked at her and said, I want to cry. Yes. It was cool. It was. It was and it, it really does sound it beautiful. It sounds beautiful. It's amazing. I've yeah. owned over 100 guitars in my life. Mm-hmm. None of which have sounded or had the quality of this Martin D28. Yeah. I've only dreamed of having a great guitar, beautiful mm. guitar. I've only dreamed of it in my wildest dreams and thought there's no way I'm going to spend that amount of money for a guitar like this. And so how much did it cost to repair? Uh, a repair on this curbed guitar was $167. And how much is it valued at? We've had a couple people uh, value it out, appraise it out at uh, $3,800. Yeah. So it really was... A God thing. And for those who are guitarists who are looking for guitar and you want a Martin D28, this one is not for sale. (laughs) Right. And we didn't have a case or anything for it, so we had to be really careful putting it in the back seat and making sure it was safe. And then Rick, he used maximum use of our time and arranged for us to do a podcast. We did a podcast with a buddy, which you will be hearing here. Jimmy Jimmy Olsen. Olsen. And so it wasn't far. What was it like? Uh, One point seven miles. One point seven from the Luthier to the Catholic radio station. Couldn't have been closer. So we went in and had a wonderful interview. Made a stop in between at the uh, Casey's gas station to gas up. Okay, grab a couple coffees. Forgot that part. And across the way was a 
restaurant called the, the village. village. Remember the that village for later. inn, you guys. Inn. And I, I remember going to village inns and getting pies. Mm. Yes, on yes. our way, that 1.7 miles, we stopped yes. to get gas. The Probably people gym. are wondering, why are we sharing all yeah, the details? Yeah, okay, you'll It'll see. Come <laughs> It'll come then together. Then we get to Jimmy's. We won't give all the details of that, but it was amazing yeah, meeting with him. Stay tuned for and, more to yeah, come please on listen the to Jimmy Olson podcast. It is a teen rescue interview right. type podcast. So we finish that, and then we have to head out because we're meeting our friends for dinner. We're meeting our friends north of Des Moines in a little town uh, in, a, in a suburb of Des Moines called Ankeny. We're meeting them at the Olive Garden. And so we start. We're going to make our way that way. But oh, I for forgot. those who don't know. I want to mention this too. So Rick is Ubering. I'm, I'm Uber an Uber Eats, Eats driver. And yes. all the way up, he turned on his Uber apps just to see just curiosity. what it was are like in offering? Des Moines, yeah, Iowa. What are they offering? And for, he declined at least three, uh, three. different ones. I declined ones. three offers on our way to meet up with Jimmy O. I declined on three. And I said, well, Deliveries are good in Des Moines. Yeah, so he says, wants to oh, make some I money. got one. I want to do a delivery while we're I here. I want to do a delivery on our way to Ankeny, Ankeny. to meet with we the thirties. Just enough time to do And we pull over. And where did we stop? But at the, the village. village that is where our Uber <laughs> right Eats is going to gonna take us. We go to the village cafe to pick up our delivery. We pick it up. We start making our way all of point six miles, just a little over a half a mile from the Village Cafe to the AMC Theater. We are dropping it off for a worker. That is their opening night. That was their opening night. Yes, and one of the workers wanted supper, so we delivered supper to her. Right. So, and then on our way. On our way, point six miles, a half mile drive. We pick it up. And on the way, what happens but... And for those of you who know me and the way I drive, he's so slow. I am slow. I'm a, and, and people say, "Why do you drive so slow?" I'm a grandpa. Yeah, that's I mean, my answer. I'm, I'm a grandpa. That's oh, my. people hate to get behind him. He's yeah, always slow. go under. My kids got a lot of stories. <laughs> yeah, do. I'm not the speeder. I'm the slower. He's the slower. Not a, I'm not not the. But we're close. We're on roads. We're not familiar. We're with. not familiar with the road. It's a double, big old, wide boulevard that we're on. We're traveling down a hill. We are literally two blocks away from the delivery site. And what happens? But a policeman on facing us flips around, turns on his lights, and I now have a policeman behind me. And I say to Robin, you aren't going to believe this, but we are being pulled over I look and see it by in the a policeman. So, She's going, for what? I said, honestly, you know, I, I mean, we could go through the list of possibilities, but I thought, done. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact we're driving down the road with one headlight. And not that it's dark out and that, that you would notice it, yeah, but the headlight's gone. There's a gaping hole in the front left of yeah. the Volkswagen Beetle where the light once set. That has is to now be a, the reason. I'm think, yeah, so that she thought, well, maybe that's why. So we get off the road. We, we pull over into a parking lot. And I do what realize this. In my lifetime, one, two, three, four. I have been pulled over five times, and I'm 60. Come on, not even one a decade. So it doesn't happen a lot. But when I do get pulled over, I jump out of the car, I grab my license, I walk back to the officer. So he doesn't have inconvenience. I've already and inconvenienced. our windows didn't come down anyway. Our windows didn't come down anyway on the car. <laughs> so I jumped out of the car, grabbed my license, walked back to him. His window is down. He's on the radio talking to somebody. And I said, officer, what did I do? And he just says, one moment. So I wait the moment for him to get off the radio. And he looks at me and he says, are you really from Florida? 
because he ran the plates. He had ran the driver's license I had handed him. And I began to explain to him the story. And he tells me, we were just there. Dropped our daughter off at Southeastern University in Lakeland. And I'm like, yes, I just watched a couple guys who are on staff for them this morning on TV. And I mean, it was awesome. Sergeant Dave and I had a great time. And I says to Sergeant Dave in the first 30 seconds of knowing him, Dave, I said, I'm on my way on an Uber run right now to deliver a supper to a gal right here at the AMC Theater, just a block away. Really? He says, I'll just follow you over there. He goes, I apologize. I really am sorry, but I have to write you a warning. Because he he pulled us over. Because I pulled you over. And I said, what did I get pulled over for? Is it because I don't have a headlight? He says, no, actually, I got you for 11 mile per hour over the limit. I said, I was speeding. (laughs) (laughs) 11 miles over the speed limit. I was speeding. He says, yeah, it is kind of a ridiculous little area. He says it should be. And anyway, blah, blah, blah. It was 30 miles an hour on this big road. Big road. Rick was going 41. I was going 41. And seriously, you weren't going any faster than anybody else on the road. Which is odd that I would even be with the flow of traffic because usually I am the slow of traffic guy. And plus you're trying to figure (sighs) out where we're going. Yeah, you know, I was just doing my usual... So he drives over. He follows us over to the AMC, and we deliver the food to the two workers who are waiting outside. They're waiting outside. I jump out. We have a nice little chat, and there's the (laughs) officer waiting for us. But he's so kind. Sergeant Dave is so kind. He doesn't follow us right up to the curb. He doesn't park behind us. He doesn't allow the customer the thought of, oh, my gosh, these guys that are delivering our food are being tailed by the police. He's out in the middle of the parking lot. They have no idea that he is even waiting for us. us. So we get the food to them on time. We get it right there real quick. And I walk up. (laughs) Sergeant Dave is so kind and so nice to us. And we're chatting away and having a grand old time. He hands me my warning. And, you know, I sign it, chat, 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 a couple more minutes, and then we jump in the uh, the car and we take off for now our destination for our meeting with the Thurries yes. for there at the Olive Garden. And I get down the road a few miles and I start going, you know, honey, I don't think he gave me back my license. So, so we start checking we the car over. Everywhere. And I say, you know what? I said, you got to call the Clive Police Department and you got to tell them so the situation. I talk to the dispatcher and she says, I'll... Give me your phone number and I will have him call you. So he calls us back right away. Sergeant Dave calls up and says, Rick, I apologize. I said, no. I said, Sergeant Dave, that was my fault. I should have asked for my license back. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. Totally on me. He says, where are you? I'll bring it to where you are. I said, well, man, I'm like 20 miles north of you. I'm in Ankeny at an olive garden. He says, no problem. I'll be right there. Just wait for me. I'll call you as I pull up. I said, fantastic. So sure enough, we get there and you go in, you get a table I get for us, us a table because we're going to have dinner with I'm out on the curb the with my new guitar playing away. Spencer and Mary Thurry pull up and they get out and Spencer grabs his ukulele and we're jamming on the curb. And I, <laughs> I say to Mary and to Spencer, I just, can you guys just hang out with me? I said, just humor me. I said, we got a friend showing up here in just a bit. He's not having supper with us. He doesn't tell him. I don't tell him who it is. I said, somebody's <laughs> going to show up here in just a little bit. I want you to meet him. And sure enough, we're out there jamming away. We're playing, you know, we got through, you know, a couple songs. And, you know, we did a round of time at the Rock. And and up pulls a police car. Their eyes get big. They're like, (laughs) and sure enough, the window comes down and Sergeant Dave, hey, Rick. And they're going, what? And I'm going, this is who I wanted you guys to meet. So I got to introduce the Thurries to Sergeant Dave of the Clive, Iowa Police Department. 
And he gives you your license. Gives me my license back, apologizes. It was nice of him to drive all the way out there to do that. 20 miles out of his way. And then he gives gives you his personal cell phone. I get his number and we chat a bit and I say, we need to keep in touch. There's a reason for this. I said, my wife is still laughing. My kids, when they hear of this and others that know me, are just going to shake their head and go, yeah, only Rick, the slowest driver in the world, got pulled over for speeding. Uh, how did that happen? Well, right. you know, it happens. We had a wonderful dinner with the Great Thurries, time. and then we head out to go, and we're hoping, crossing our fingers, we can we're going to find the headlight. We pull over at 101 point four on the mile marker on the Which side of the freeway. Which is what we thought it was yeah, at. We were close. And long story short, we didn't we, find We it. walked away with a muffler. <laughs> oh, yes. Rick I found, curbed. I curbed a muffler uh, while looking for a headlight. <laughs> so, you know, maybe, how, you know, in the end, it'll all work its it'll way It'll pay out. for it'll balance, the... balance itself out. Yes. So. so the reason why I wanted to share this what? story. Uh, why did we just say all we just said? Because when you're planning your life out. Yep. When you're living for Jesus, you just never know what's going to happen. No, you really don't. You have no idea. And you might meet somebody new. You might get a beautiful guitar fixed just as you were hoping that filled your wildest dreams. Well, here's the wild part. I've been looking at guitars pretty aggressively the last few months, working up to when we found the one on the curb. I had been looking, you know, I mean, I'd priced out some nice guitars it always came down to, wow, I'd really like that, but that's just a lot of money. Well, here, God gives us, off the curb, yep. a guitar I never, in my wildest dreams, would ever have thought of going after. Gives it to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it cost me. You're, the embarrassment of you having to hold it going down the road, which, by the way, to me was no embarrassment at all. I just, <laughs> no, that's just a funny part of the story. It's funny and entertaining. Yeah. But $167 yeah. Is, is what we, we had to invest in. It just, every, how everything happened, it was unexpected. To me, it was just almost yeah. the perfect day. And even though we didn't get the headlight, which would have really topped it all off. A headlight that maybe more than likely, when it came off and rolled off the, the car, hit the, hit the pavement, bounced into the median. There's a reason why it was taped on in the first place. Yeah. Something was broken. Right. The brackets were broken. When it hit the ground, did it break? We don't know. I just thought, well, it's worth a shot to try to find it. Yeah, you just never you know, know why things don't. happen. Just want to encourage folks. Sometimes life works out perfectly more than you expect. Sometimes pray to find that headlight and you don't. And you don't know why. You get pulled over, but maybe you're going to meet somebody amazing and that we might connect with in the future. You just have to take your day Take your adventure, give it to the Lord, honor Him in all that you're doing, and see what God does, see what God has for you. Most of you who know Rick know how (laughs) it's true. This is kind of how we live, and it's fun, actually. I enjoy it. We got home safely with one headlight, didn't get pulled over again, which (laughs) could have been a possibility. Could Could have happened. Yeah. Anyway, we just wanted to share that. We are, we're all on a journey. Mm -hmm. We are all on a journey. And as we're on our journey, we can take on different attitudes. Yes. There's the optimist, there's the pessimist, and there's the psalmist. The optimist would say, your glass is always half full. Things are going to get better. Things are great. The pessimist would say, your glass is half empty. Well, of course my light fell off. And and, in Murphy's Law, you know, things are always going to fall apart, and they Mm -hmm. usually fall apart on me. Woe is me is the pessimist, but to the psalmist. Mm -hmm. 
you realize your glass is not half full. It's not half empty. But that your cup is running over. Overflowing. It's overflows. My cup runs over. Why? Because mm-hmm. the Lord is my shepherd. Yes. The Lord is my shepherd. My cup overflows. I have abundance because of what he does for me. And when you're in abundance, guess what happens? Guess what you can do? You can give to others when you're in abundance. When you're in lack, when you're in need, it's tough to imagine. How do you help others? How do you give out of your need? How do you give out of your lack? How do you do anything when you're just always just surviving? You're treading water. You're barely hanging in there. We're not pessimists. We're not optimists. We are psalmists. That's what we need to be. Psalmist. To Everybody Lord. listening, say to yourself, it don't matter what I've been called in the past. It doesn't matter what I've thought in the past. It doesn't matter whether, whether I've been deemed an optimist or a pessimist. I need to choose to be a psalmist. My cup runs over. And that's what the Bible says. And that is what we call, when you are able to be a psalmist, a radical, radical life. life. We sure hope you enjoyed our little adventure to Iowa. If you want to make sure that you don't miss an episode, please download the app for Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, or Google Podcasts. Search for Radical Life Support and subscribe. One of our listeners recently said that they think about living a radical life for Jesus. We would love to hear your comments, too. You can contact us at rickandrobinmo at gmail.com. Stay tuned next week for another encouraging episode. Talk to you then.